Hey you, yeah you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast, starring Uche and QDZ. Yo, 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 we are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys, it's your boy Uche, I got my boy QDZ for CZ, it's way too easy, aka... You see that? Widow's Peak Bandit Easy is in the house. What's up, uh, guys? What's happening? What's happening, people? We are back once again for another episode. I know you guys missed us. I know. I know. I get it. We were we were gone. We were busy handling some business. In, in the words of Lil Scrappy, I was handling my bid naive. All right? We got to handle the bid naive. All right? If you know what I'm talking about, right? Anyway, this is episode 126. 126, 126. Shout out to the game. Shout out to the wise game. We appreciate y'all for pulling up on us. If you are a uh, recurring uh, listener, uh, if you if you just heard us for the first time, welcome, welcome. Uh, you know, hope you brought some gifts. Uh, we have some cool things to say. Uh, we also have a guest on this episode too, and uh, we're going to intro here in a, in, a, in a few here. Um, but Q, I just gotta say this one thing for you, man. Like, please, just do do me a favor and, and stop changing your your usernames on 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 Twitter, man. It just just t- just stop it. You what? do know that that's an issue, right? For from a from a SEO standpoint, people don't know how to find you anymore, right? <laughs> Yo, you know what? It's, it's it's I'm trying to bring back where's Waldo, where's where's QD. You know, I wanna I All wanna right. I wanna prove to you I'm not spam. But uh, okay, yeah, okay, you know, okay. I went back to my old school, so I don't know. I, I, obviously, if you are a fan of mine from back in the day when I was blogging in 2012, I had a website called The Widow's Peak Bandit, and there I would talk about anything and everything. <laughs> so I brought back the old moniker, right? WP Bandit, uh, just for this show. So I hear I'm you. Back. I hear you. Listen, I get it. I get it. Thank you for the explanation. We 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 kind of needed that, not solely, but we kind of needed it. Oh, do you want to know my other nicknames? Uh, no, no, actually, I don't. No, Michael please. Gordon. No, please okay. stop. No, please, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> no, listen, guys. Um, we have a special guest. Uh, her name is Cameron Suzanne. Is that how you go by, or just Cameron? Cameron, Cameron okay. Suzanne. Got it. She is a YouTuber um, slash personality slash writer slash dancer. Keep slashing, if you will. Yeah, nah, really, really dope up and coming um, content creator at the end of the day. And so, uh, say what's up. How you doing? Hey, I'm so excited to be here today. I know there's a lot of titles, but I love music. Um, I am a dancer professionally, so I do backup dancing with artists. So I get a good inside look at the process that goes into that. Um, like he said, I write. I studied broadcast journalism. I graduated school six months ago. Go Wayne State, shout out. So I'm really happy to be here. This is my first podcast. So thank you guys so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, we're going to get into your background a bit and then get into some of the topics. Uh, But first, I hope you guys enjoy this paid promoted snippet from Young Casper. This song is called Up On My Bag. Check it out. Finna go up on my bag. Finna go strap to a jag. Finna go double the bag. My haters, they finna be mad. 
Finna go bank with the best of them. Fuck all the hate and the rest of them. They upset cause I wouldn't invest in them. It's a less load, so I'm glad that it's less of them. Young cash, big deuce. We the burbs of the block since I popped out my pops. Got the shit on knock. Got these hating motherfuckers with the pennies and knots. Waving cash on the gram with the cameo block. Man, stop. You cannot fuck with me. We on a whole nother level. You suckers are under me. Gripping this mic till I'm spitting and dungarees. Beating this beat up. They call it the bludgeoning. Who's next for the young core? Killed a couple rappers. Gotta taste another one more. Teaching little baby. See my name up on the chalkboard. Mr. Heavy hitter. He the hardest with a hot boy. Buffalo bitch and we burning you bastards. Build you a boat but you better not bash it. Stay in the rapids. The waves are too massive for banking. I'm close when you float on that whack shit. <laughs> Yo, that was hard as fuck. <laughs> Finna go up on my bag. Finna go strap to a jag. Finna go double the bag. All right. That was uh, Young Casper's song. Go stream that on every digital streaming platform. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Apple Music, not Podcasts. Y'all know the deal. Y'all already know. Um, what's good, man? How you How you feeling? You good? You good? I want you to I want you to kind of kick off the intro here, man. I know they're putting you, oh, you on the spot. Oh, you want to kick off the intro? Yeah, man. Oh, go God, for it, man. Good. You know, I'm I'm good. Enjoying life. Uh, the weather is nice. You feeling good? Um, feeling great? Feeling good. Feeling great. Feeling rejuvenated. I've been playing basketball a lot more lately. Mm. So feeling injured. Feeling old. <laughs> 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 Listening to music. You know. You know what I just started doing? I just started. Um, I just started going back to my old, um, old music. So listening to old stuff. So uh-huh. literally, I purposefully listen to just my just random playlist on yeah. iTunes, old stuff, pretty much. And um, you know what I noticed? There's some trends in hip hop that that they used to do that they don't do anymore. Like, remember back in the day in hip hop when people would brag about their car features? <laughs> of course, <laughs> like I got I got swayed on the seats. <laughs> of course, like, I got TV. I got I got pushed to start. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's so funny. You know that's what so I mean? Funny. Oh yeah, you know when my trunk's in the front, like so. I just been uh, I just been enjoying music, man. In this summertime, man, chilling. I like that, man. I really do, man. That's so funny. It reminds me of a song I heard with uh, Wiz Khalifa, and he was he, right. He was bragging about push to start. It's like in my car, push to start, and I'm like, dog. Does he know like every car does that now? Like every car is like that now. Literally. Like those type of songs, those type of references don't age well. You feel me? So uh, I don't know. It is what it is. But but Cameron, uh, talk to us. Like, how did you get into, you know? And I'm by the way, I'm glad you said professionally dance. We don't want this to get. Yeah. We don't want the people to get confused. Okay, we're talking yeah. about like choreographed style. How did you get into that? Mm-hmm. So the dancing portion, I started dancing when I was like three. Um, and I always wanted to do it. I actually went to my parents and was like, I want to dance. So I started dancing from three and I never stopped, but there was a point maybe when I was like 12 or 13 that I got really serious about it. So I started training heavily in ballet, um, and modern before I was, uh, more like a hip hop girl, but I really wanted to start exploring other styles. And yeah, so I got the chance to travel to New York. Um, and LA, I actually got to train with Debbie Allen out there, which was really cool. Um, and since then I went school, yes, a legend. So it was great to like soak up all of that knowledge. Um, and then I, whatchamacallit, went to college. I studied dance and broadcast journalism 
And I got in connect with someone, her name is Damdella, who is someone I've mentioned before, but she dances for Chris Brown. And she explored and opened up this world to me about commercial dancing. And commercial dancing is really just like dancing for music videos, dancing on stage. And ever since then, I've been dancing for artists, kind of co-choreographing, dancing on stage. So it's been a really fun journey and I just want to keep continuing to do it. So that's my dance story condensed. <laughs> Got it. That's what's up. That's, that's awesome. what's up. Yeah, that's really, that's really awesome. cool. That's really So really is there cool. like a particular dance style that you know you specialize in? Like break you know, dancing I, or I and it's funny you <laughs> mention that because I've taken break dancing. I literally have. I've taken break dancing. I've taken flamenco. Oh, wow. I've, I've done point. Oh. Like I do everything. I would say I'm I don't know. I do a little bit of everything. I I, I can't say that there's just one that specializing which is kind of cool right i mean like i i take enjoyment in being able to kind of shape shift and do everything so yeah i guess right. one of, some of my favorite is probably like i love ballet i like heels like heels hip-hop mm. contemporary so those are like my mains but i do a bit of everything okay that's that's dope, that's dope. I, I i specialize in two steps so <laughs> <laughs> one two step. I might do a third step, yeah. but you, hey, you, you, you can do a lot with a two step. Yo, I don't know about that, man. Like I, I can kill the cha cha slide. Is that like three steps <laughs> or like four? Like that's multiple how that, steps. How does that work? Because cha cha slide, I'm I'm I'm, like I'm a beast. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what's up. Or like the cupid shuffle, you know? Cupid shuffle. Cupid shuffle. Yeah, and actually, Cupid Shuffle, you end up by the exit. Yeah. <laughs> That's how many steps you take in. You start. No, I would say, hustling is a talent in itself. You know, all like the different like black hustles and two steps, stuff like that. So if you can do some of those, I think you can get some credit for being a pretty good dancer. Yeah, I think okay, so. Okay, there think. you go. Oops, see. I'm going to take that. Even though Give me I've, never my been credit. I've never been told that in life, but I'm glad a, a professional dancer is telling me this. So damn it, it's true. I can dance, Give guys. Give me you my credit. Dance. Give me my respect. Dance is for everybody. Dance. That's what I always say. Dance is for everyone. So Thank I, don't know, you. I, I don't know about Finally. that. I've seen some people without rhythm and they they look lost and, and it doesn't it's look like not... there's anything that can help and, and save them. I'm sure. You're right. right? You're right. You're right, but dancing is very natural, though. Think about how, like, people are always dancing. Like, even if you can't dance, right? Everybody yeah. doesn't just sing. But everybody's that's probably going to bop their head, you know, or do something. Mm -hmm. So I always say, oh, like, so there's a lot That's dancing? Okay. Yeah, it, it that's really that's is. Dancing? I'm telling you guys, like, there's a whole social, like, cultural component to it that's not just, like, super professional. So I always say, like, embrace it, have fun, like, go to the club, look crazy. Get drunk, have a good time, do what you got to do. But I just, it, dancing is fun for me too. Like outside of all of the, I like that. Right, right, right. I just That's like dope. to do it. You know? That's really, really so, cool. So, like from a yeah. from a content creation standpoint, I know you're you're a YouTuber and and, and whatnot. Yeah. Like, you know, how did you get into content creating and and um, you know, what do you what do you kind of specialize in? I guess because you know, YouTube is another world. If you guys are yeah. not. If you guys are not on YouTube, like I would say I am as a, as a viewer, you probably mm -hmm. don't know this, but like you can find any and everything and everybody on YouTube doing something. So what's your lane on YouTube? I know, but I kind of want you to explain to the people. 
Yeah, so for my YouTube channel, I started this one maybe in like 2018, 2017, but I had had a YouTube channel when I was a kid. I feel like everybody had a YouTube channel at some point, but I didn't take it seriously. Got back to it with this channel, and I've been specializing in music reactions, um, like music commentary and social commentary I've been getting into more, but I have to say, this is very honest. Now that I've monetized on my channel, it can be very like dicey doing a lot of music reviews because sometimes it gets copywritten, so it'll either get taken off the internet or you don't get paid. So I'm kind of selective with what I listen to because I want to, you know, when you start making money off something, you really don't want to be wasting your time. But yep. also just for copyright reasons, like I try to expand my content. So I would say music commentary social commentary and I also post some dance videos like I film dance visuals using my projector and I video edit and definitely go check some of those out as well because I put that in there I think it makes me stand out from other people so yeah that's kind of my lane or lanes I'm still figuring it out though that's right yeah I'm figuring it out as a multi multi talented yes you know you you should add that to to like your name the the multi-talented Cameron (laughs) I can't even like when I go down the list I'm like the video editing I do graphic designing I'm currently trying to learn how to do animation um wow dancing writing filming it's crazy marketing because everybody's their own marketer hey look 100 we're gonna have to start calling you slash like that's a cool nickname. Like <laughs> that is a that is a cool nickname. Like that would be slash. dope. Like Cameron I like that. Slash. And everybody's gonna be like, I wait, like why that. she called Slash? Cause I do I do all types of shit. That's, I that's do it all. I like that. I might actually Why you say it's so that. gangster though? Cause that's how you gotta why you respond. Say it's so gangster. When somebody, that's how, that's, that's how I do all types of shit. You gotta you respond that like, way, yeah. You're a part of a gang. I do all I do it all. I like that. I'm gonna actually I might I might steal that. And if I do, just know that it was established today. <laughs> look, look. <laughs> you know, I, that's what I do. You know, I like I like to inspire. But listen, I will take yeah. royalties. Trust me. I'm, yes. I'm open to that. Okay. I'll send you. Okay. I will take royalties. That's, it's okay. I think you that's know? kind of fair. That's kind of fair because I wouldn't have thought of that. Like, slash. Anytime <laughs> anybody asks me. What that's do good. Do? There was no negotiation or arguing because I, I just watched Shark Tank yesterday. <laughs> right, right, Shark Tank right. the yeah. whole time. 50%. Yeah. I'll do 40. Yeah. yeah. You know that the music. <laughs> and they're just staring each other down. Right. Uh, uh, 45% and 10% equity in your company. Yeah. Agreement. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was easy. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So, um, so that's cool. I mean, so at the end of the day, I mean, I think you guys should all get over to her channel and, and subscribe. You know, I think sure. it's, I sure. think it's a really, really cool channel. I, I see the growth clearly. Everything's on the up and up, and um, yeah. yeah, that's why we want to bring you into the convo today. We have some really, really cool topics, and uh, before we get into what we're talking about on this episode, let's go over the church announcement, guys. I know it's not Sunday. Maybe you might be listening to this on a Sunday. But Maybe. get over there to our Zero Skips playlist. It's on Spotify. It includes some of the the, the, the hottest up-and-coming talent that, you know, at least that we think you guys should be checking out. Music from, you know, underrated artists, 
y'all have never heard, but I think if you go hit that link in the bio or the description or wherever it is that we will paste the link, head over to the Spotify playlist and check it out right now on Spotify. Q, what we talking about, man? What you want to plug, bro? What you want to plug? You know it. Ratings, game, music. Check us out, RadiusGameMusic.com. Personally, I think the best music review site on the planet. I am not being biased. Actually, maybe maybe a little bit. Uh, we got music. We got album reviews for Lizzo. She just dropped something new. Lloyd Banks. He just dropped uh, part two of The Course of the Inevitable. I think it's pretty dope. And then you got to check out a review on Lotto's new song. You know, I, uh, I told you earlier, I felt demand. Uh, yeah. After I listened to the song, <laughs> so uh, check us <laughs> check us out uh, on ratingsgamemusic.com. Follow us on Twitter and IG, Twitter Ratings Game, Instagram Ratings Game Music, and then you know catch me at your local grocery store. Uh, lately, <laughs> I've been eating Brussels sprouts and I've been eating uh, asparagus, and and uh, you know I might be in the vegetable. Check me out on your healthy tip. Say hi. And my little healthy tip. I know. I, 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 some days I eat pop tarts, and then other days I eat Brussels sprouts. You know, you gotta, you gotta keep it. You gotta, you gotta keep people on their toes. You gotta keep your stomach on your its toes, right? Yeah. So, there you go. Check I us do. out. Actually, I don't know about that, man. That, that that's the way you end up on the toilet. Like, <laughs> you can't just be you can't just be consuming anything randomly. Like, you got your stomach has to kind of be acquainted with it, right? You gotta you gotta you gotta let your stomach know who's the man. I'm the boss. I, you, I, I, like that. I, 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 you eat what I give you. Yeah, I like that. That's how I live too. So, yeah. all right, man. Listen, I respect that, man. Um, so with that being said, uh. We have a jam-packed show for you guys. Uh, There's a couple different, I think, burning topics that we're going to get to. You know, will dance music, house music, EDM music. And by the way, there's a lot of people who actually don't know the difference between all of those. And maybe, maybe Cameron, you do. Somebody needs to enlighten me because I've heard dance, I've heard house, EDM. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities between the two, but they are also distinct. But the point is, will that become a staple in i would say the culture among hip-hop you know fans and 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 what's happening in the world because we've seen drake drop an entire house inspired album which i think caught a lot of people by surprise we saw beyonce drop a single that was that was sort of in that direction as well you can kind of get the impression that that may be where we're going but we're gonna have a we're gonna have a full-blown combo on that later um also Will, um, I'm sorry, you know, we've seen also like Tyga, for example, drop a new song. And really over the years, we've seen how he's sort of been dabbling in, you know, showing different imagery, images in terms of like Hispanic and the Latinos and, you know, showing different things. But the question we have for you guys is, is hip hop allowed to appropriate culture and culture, other people's culture and, and ultimately there may be different sides where you fall on that, um, but we're going to have a full-blown convo about that as well. Mm-hmm. But first, we want to talk about Chris Brown because uh, we've seen a lot over the last few weeks, um, probably more so than we've seen from Chris Brown in the last few years, right? If you guys don't know, have been living under a rock, Chris Brown just dropped a new album called Breezy, and... uh 
I've heard it. I know the I know you, Cameron, have heard it. I know QD, you've heard it. We've all heard the album, and we all feel some type of way one way or the other about the album. But at the end of the day, let's start. I think a good thing we can do is let's start with our initial take on his album, and then we can kind of get into Chris Brown's career trajectory. And also, I have a question for you guys that I want to end with, which is, is Chris Brown responsible for the direction that male R&B has gone in um, or has kind of taken a turn, if you will? Everybody's complaining these days about male R&B, and I'm included in that. Yeah. Everybody says, yo, the women are killing it. Yo, the women yeah. are the, leading the charge in R&B. It's so true, though, right? Yeah, and, but why is that, though? And we, we need to really talk a little bit about this. So I'm going to kick this to maybe you, Cameron, since you're our special mm-hmm. guest uh, yeah. What were your initial thoughts on the on the album, the, the the breezy album? Yeah, so I did a review of it, and honestly, I liked it. You know, I feel like sometimes being overly critical, trying to find something that you don't like. I just there was nothing that I didn't like. However, I think most of us can say this that it was long. It was shorter than his other ones, but it was long, and I think the art of album making there's something special in song selection and sequence and i think when you make it too long it just it slashes the magic you know what i mean like it just so i think that was one thing it made it kind of a hard listen like throughout but i liked it i think that he did play around with some different sounds i think he started to bring back some of those r&b sounds that a lot of people have been wanting from him Um, like Harder and Sleep at Night, those were like two of my favorites because it was reminiscent of something a little more soulful um, that he used to do. But also, this is something I have to say, I think some of the music gets a little redundant. And I think it's the same trap beats or he'll be going somewhere like Passing Time, for example, was one song. If you listen to the album, you know what I'm talking about. It started with this lovely, like, 80s dramatic moment, and then a beat comes in, and it just didn't make sense. And there were a few songs like that that I really wish, like, you could have been a lot more experimental with it. And that would be, like, my only issues with the album, is there could have been some more experimenting with instrumentation on more of the songs. Um, But otherwise, I liked it. I gave it, like, an 8 out of 10, I think, a a 7.5 out of 10. But that's my thought. That's, that's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Man. I, look, look, Q, I know you probably were a little bit more harsh, man. Like, K, K, what did you think of the album? I and, thought that and, was and, great thoughts. Actually, that was, was really you know, well Cameron said. really, Thank you. Yeah. in a nut, pretty much put it in a nutshell what the album was. I mean, he is interesting because I agree with you, Cameron, but then at the same time, he did do a lot of experimenting yeah. on the album. Like, for instance, I felt like he brought back his pre, you know, bad boy Chris Brown. Like, there's some yeah. songs that reminded me of the Wrigley Gum. Remember that Wrigley Gum? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was, like, some songs that reminded me of yeah. that. Um, then he brought back his, like, he brought out his, you know, hip-hop, raw hip-hop game. He has a song mm-hmm. with Lil Durk, where I thought that was just a hip-hop banger. Yeah. And the then he has his R&B, we uh warm experience or warm embrace warm rather embrace, song yeah. um so it was very versatile but mm. you know i think if there was only one thing about the album that i didn't love was mm-hmm. that 
it was kind of all over the place. It wasn't mm-hmm. as consistent as I wanted it to be. And yeah. like you mentioned, Cameron, if it was shorter, if he just picked like maybe 15 or 16 of the best yeah. songs and then, you know, just let it run through, I think it would be a lot better. It would, it yeah. would be a, because, you know, in the, this day and age, albums are, aren't just about how good a song is. It's about the listening experience. Yeah. And when you haven't come out in a while, because this is his first album in a couple of years, people want to enjoy the listening experience. Right. And to me, it was just kind of all over the place a little bit, and then it was too long. So, mm. but all in all, I mean, here's the thing that I always admire about Chris Brown. He's going to put up a great performance regardless. Mm-hmm. Chris Brown can feature on anybody's song and he puts up a performance of the ages like he he tries mm-hmm. like he cares yep. about his craft and i think every single song on this album you get a plus effort from him so that's something mm-hmm. that i thought was pretty dope even the uh the album that he did before with like 100 songs the reason it was <laughs> listenable the reason it was listenable because he put up like a plus performances yeah. but i mean i think some of the songs for sure you know what i mean yeah, if we're being um, honest, if we're being honest about that song had a if that album had a hundred songs, which I know you're estimating and guesstimating, <laughs> at least I'm, I'm rounding eight, up. You're rounding up, right? <laughs> at least eighty five percent of them were hits. Seriously, yeah, were, like I'm yeah, talking about, like bona fide. Like if you listen to them yeah. songs on their own, you're like, whoa, what is it's going insane. on right now? That's insane. <laughs> devil's advocate though like how do you expect people to get to those songs right like if they don't yeah. even want to listen because i've seen so many people be like i like his music but i just can't get into a 45 song album yeah. right you know? you know what's you yeah. know what's interesting about chris brown by the way you guys both like completely broke down that album like i'm you, i have the hard task of now finding something new to say like y'all, yeah. y'all broke the album down like yeah. um Overall, I'm going to say I enjoyed the album. I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I see the criticism that a lot of people are saying about Chris Brown. And uh, I also see the praise people are giving, too. There's two things I want to bring up, though. One is, you know, the reception of his music, right? Especially this time around. You know, it was reported he first week sales, because, you know, a lot of people care about that these days. He only sold about, like, eight, seventy to 80,000 uh, units, if you will, first week, which seems like a ridiculously low number for a person in Chris Brown who we regard as a legend at this point, mm-hmm. right? Um, but then to also, in the same breath, same genre, if you will, bring up other people like Brent Fayez, right? Who also makes, you know, he makes different music, if you will, but they're both still in the R&B genre. Him selling over 100K, you know, and it's like, I know how this works, right? People see oh, numbers a, over a hundred k, a hundred and five wow. to one hundred and fifteen wow. or whatever it is. Like, wow. it's it's surprising, right? You you yeah. look at the reaction, right? And mm-hmm. and so my question for you guys is, what is the discrepancy? Like, what is Chris Brown lacking these days that is not making people? Uh, want to pay attention to his music so much because you guys touched on the, the music side of it all right maybe it's his music's not connecting maybe it's yeah. he he's he's kind of expired from the from the popular lens you know is there more mm-hmm. to it than that what do you guys think mm, i think in a way i think that 
I think you guys have heard of the term like oversaturation a little bit, right? Like mm-hmm. I think of a legend like Michael Jackson, huge Michael Jackson fan. His albums, like he has a lot of songs, but they were like nine album, nine track albums, short, sweet, but everything was so intentional. And I think, I think he's very intentional. I think Chris Brown's intentional when he makes his music. Don't get me wrong. But the perception is it's just kind of like a free for all. Like it's almost like just too much. <laughs> And when somebody's yeah. always, it's it just becomes oversaturated to the point where I think people are like, well, I'm not even going to bother, right? Because this is a task. This is a lot. And then a lot of people complain, like, he has such a huge discography. And I don't think it's always fair, but people are like, all of his music sounds the exact same. I don't think that's always fair. But from a perception of someone who can't even, like, keep their attention on his music, I could see how somebody could think that. Like, you hear a few songs and you're like, right. this sounds like when he came out with loyal right i feel like that was a a turning point loyal everybody was like okay after that point everyone's like everything sounds the same since loyal and that some people feel like that and i just think it's a matter of Mm -hmm. oversaturation i don't know but it also is hard to be in the industry this long i don't know i think people are kind of hard on him like you try being in the music industry for (laughs) how many years now 16 years how long has it been 16 since he dropped uh his, his debut yeah, 2005, like, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So almost 17 years, right. actually. So well, that's I mean, where I also... You... No, you go. I mean, you if, go. You, if you think about it, um, I think there's three things, to be honest with you. Three things. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely agree with everything Cameron's saying, but I'm going to add three more. Mm-hmm. Number one, I think he suffers from the I'll get to it later, mm-hmm. you know, category. Where, you know, when you see Brent Fiaz's album dropped, you're like, oh, I want to, I want to listen to it. Like, I, I'm, I'm curious to know what's on that album and what he's able to do. Right. When you saw that Chris Brown drop, you're like, uh, you know, I get to it. I know it's gonna be like 40 songs. And when I got a chance to sit down and like listen to it, I'll listen to it. Right. So, it might have a longer, you know, it might have some longevity. There might be some singles he's able to drop to make it, you know, people think about the album a little longer. But I do think he suffers from that, and that's something that a lot of people actually suffer from. I'll get to it later syndrome. Um, second thing to me is his rollout game was pretty weak. Let's be real. His rollout game was kind of weak. You know, I think Chris Brown comes from the era of you got to drop singles. You got to get people excited for the album. And his, I think what we was his first single or one of the first singles. Yeah. Then, uh, Think about it. what was the singles from the I album? I think he dropped. I think he, <laughs> like if I'm not to, mistaken, to get people hyped for it. I yeah, believe I he dropped like, "Warm Embrace" and "Sleep at mm-hmm. Night." Oh, Iffy! I remember Iffy, Iffy being a thing, and, uh, and I didn't like the song. Iffy. I don't like the song. <laughs> Still don't like you it. Don't like it? I like nah, Iffy's cool. Iffy's I'm cool. cool. It's context. not. A, it's not a good. It's not like a. You know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and say it, man. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, but, uh, let me say this. I was gonna say one more. The last thing I think he suffers. Last thing I think he suffers from is. Really, it just shows the importance of the media being on your side. Like yeah. we may not see it every day, how mm-hmm. much publications matter for an artist yeah. to do well, how it much does. you know people talking about them matter. Like mm-hmm. the fact that publications wouldn't touch them, like some mm. of the major ones, that probably completely shunned off the people that listen to music just because a publication told them to. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's a good chunk of people that listen to music just because of that. Yeah, I, I think wanna... Brent Fiaz is one. Because think about Brent Fiaz. 
I got an alert on my iPhone that said <laughs> Brent Fayez dropped an album today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That means Apple had his backing. You yeah. know, so I think Look, that that's a big part. You know, you make you make some important. Both of you guys make some important points. I I think the especially that last one about like the the media being a thing that that's a very important point. But that also ties into narratives that get placed on Chris Brown, right? So, for example, even when we talk about the narrative existing where people say, man, all of his music sounds the same, that comes from a place. And I don't Mm -hmm. think it's like a malicious place. That's a real feeling that people have about Chris Brown's music that I think gives people the, 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 the reasoning to say, I'll get to it later, to Q's point. Right. You're not giving people enough of a reason to really get excited about your your music. Like, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I heard Iffy. People are like, oh, Chris Brown's coming back out. Here's his new single, Iffy. Mm-hmm. I'm 20 seconds into the song and I'm like, yo, this is not it. This is not yeah. it. This is not like it. And again, you can never accuse. And this is the problem with Chris Brown. It's, it's not uh, I'm using problem loosely. Yeah. You can never say Chris Brown doesn't try like you said his performances are always top notch the vocals are crisp the melodies are there so it's like mm-hmm. he checks off all of the boxes that we would normally criticize another artist on right. we would we would normally say hey I don't like Kodak Black because look at his voice he's not clear mm-hmm. uh, look at his like he's mumbling in that part nope I don't want to listen and for most people that's a good enough reason to not listen to an artist but for Chris Brown, it's like you got to dig a little deeper as to why you don't want to listen. Chris Brown I, has to hit; he has to hit home runs. Yeah. He does. Like that's the only way people but, will be satisfied. But in a, in a in a fair way, I think you know we always say this about people: like when you become great, now we measure you against yourself. Like you, exactly. it's like you can't really say, "Damn, Chris Brown is not better than." Uh, like you know you can't really compare chris brown to people it's like well chris brown you're not making music that's good enough uh, that that's interesting enough i should say to make people want to care and and i have a question for you guys like honestly because i've actually asked myself this after listening to listen to the new album Mm -hmm. you know he gives us many different looks he gave us drill chris brown now which i think is a dope song with him and fabio foreign i really like that song he gave us warm embrace. He gave us the baby making music, right? He gives us the, he slows it down, right? right? He gives us the iffy and the, he gives us everything. What do y'all want from Chris Brown musically? That is the major question I can't really get a consensus on because I'm hearing people say, I want him to work with one producer. He needs to have a consistent sound that's more R&B-esque and get back to his roots, which I also feel, but I want y'all to kind of answer that. Like what? If you had to think of one sound that you believe works for Chris Brown that you think you would want to hear and the people would want to hear, what what would you actually say that is? Mm. Well, here's here's one theory I have, right? I think there's some of us who like really grew up with him like when he first started and there was like this magic around his music, right? And then people started like hopping on the bandwagon, right? And started liking him later on. For me, and you just mentioned it, people say they want to hear that older essence. I really like him in R&B. I, I don't know. I think for me, that's kind of what would do it. Because I, if you saw my review, when Harder came on and when Sleep at Night came on, like that was some good ass music. Like to me, I was going crazy. 
<laughs> so for me, yeah. I feel like that's what it, like the people who really have been here, who have yeah. been here since day one. Those are the people who are going to ride for you, by the way. Like those are the people who mm. are your audience, right? Because they stuck with you. I think there's a lot of us who really do like him, but we miss that. And that was mm. those were some of the first songs in a while. Because you guys mentioned Warm Embrace. This is an unpopular opinion, but I don't like the song. I don't. <laughs> it's a little, it's a, it's a little cheesy. It's a little I cheesy. I don't like it, but a lot of people like it because the R and B feel. I don't know. It, it, that's just yeah. my opinion. I'm I'm sorry. I got to throw this in there. My my favorite yeah. R and B song from that album is easily Dream. I, I love the song. Oh, I like that one like, too. That, like the song that is incredible. It's an I incredible like that record. One. So for me, if, if you're asking my opinion, right? Yeah. I'm just saying. It's that, like, uh, that R&B sound. Like, you know, um, when he was in This Christmas and he was singing his, his little butt off. Like, I like that Chris Brown, you know? Like, there's right, just right. something really raw about it. The substance, the subject matter. Like, I mentioned this as well and call me approved. I don't know. People didn't like that I said this. But some of the subject matter was like the sexual tone. Like sometimes it didn't match the context or like the production of the music or the feel mm. of the music. And mm. it felt like just filler words. Like Iffy is a song kind of like that too. It's just a bunch of filler. Filler words. Right? It's just, like it's what just are saying we stuff. Exactly. What are we talking about? And I think that's one other thing too that people want a little bit. Because it's like, okay, let's, we're just changing the beat. We're talking about the same thing. Or we're doing this, Right. So those are like the two things, I guess, if that makes any sense, that would really shape up for me what a lot of people are missing from him. Wow. Okay. That makes yeah. perfect sense. No, I, I'm I mean, following. I'm completely following. Yeah, that for, makes for me, oh, that makes perfect sense. I mean, for me, you know, we, like you mentioned earlier, Uch, Chris Brown's a legend, right? Some of the legendary artists that we've seen has evolved right mm -hmm. and some of them have made bodies of work where they really opened up or got experimental or something like that like for instance i'll give you an example tory lanes you know he did his old you know the whole incident with megan the stallion and all of that we get it but he dropped that body of work right where he was getting deep personal he was in terms of like this is the kind of person i am he got you know, he really let you know what was going on in his head and in his mind, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was a really touching body of work where somebody can try to look and say, oh, like I can either relate or I kind of understand, you know, you're, you got demons to battle. Mm -hmm. I think Chris Brown with this album just kind of pushed aside the obvious mm -hmm. that like he doesn't necessarily tackle what we want him to tackle because we want him to get talk about his personal right. experiences. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like when Justin Timber, uh, Justin Bieber, he made that song about fame, you know, mm -hmm. and like how much he, you know, it, it bothers yeah. him, how emotional he gets about it. Like those are the kind of things people want to hear more of because it unmasks the artist. I feel like Chris Brown has mm. yet to be unmasked yet. And it's not going to be him point. doing it on an interview it's not going to mm -hmm. be him going on social media. I think it's going to be him dedicating a full album to, to just letting the people know where you are emotionally. Right. That's a that's a, a that's a very very interesting. I want to hear that. Yeah, no, and I think that, that would be dope. After he does that, then he can go back to but making what, breezes. Right, right. Well, right. you know what I mean. 
I want to I want to throw this in there, man, because man, and, and then maybe we can move on to the, ne- the next subject uh, or next topic rather. But like, you know, I I really feel like that album he did with Tiger, who we're probably gonna talk a little bit Tiger. about later, the fan of a fan, the mm-hmm. first album they did a collab on, like that was a very important album, mm-hmm. and, and I say that because that was like the first time, in my personal opinion, I felt. You know, somebody at the height of R&B was dabbling in another genre, hip hop, and blending the two to where, like, it made people uncomfortable. Like, Chris Brown was rapping on the album. He was doing things that traditionally wouldn't necessarily be associated with an R&B singer, somebody doing ballads and love songs and whatnot. And I do feel like around that time, he created a a, a brand for himself that kind of went away from the this is this Christmas the Wrigley gum dude like the tattoo started coming around the content became more aggressive you know he became more of a more of a rapper from a persona standpoint than what you would traditionally attribute to like a singer and I think that he's been more of a pioneer in that aspect we've seen like the more gangster driven street driven artists August Alcinas, the you know the the people who've come down the pike, you know the Jacquees, the there's been a lot of people to be quite honest. Todd Dallasan, Todd Dallasan, there's a lot of folks who've kind of taken that model and taken that more street element to R and B, and I think that from when the men are concerned, I think that's where people are really coming from when they say, "Man, we want we want the feeling back," because they're not really hitting on those topics that I think Q you're talking about, where it's like, let's get down to really who you are. Unmask yourself. Yeah. They're taking more of a hands off approach where it's like, I don't really want you to come too close. I don't really want you to know really what I'm going through. So I'm gonna give you these surface level bars, this surface level songwriting, and I'm gonna call it a day and I'm gonna go back to what I was doing. You know, Chris Brown was probably one of the first people in R&B doing that. And, and, and I really think that, you know, that may have that may be a cause to where R and B is today, yeah, but he can also it. change it. He can change it if he goes he back can. to doing what you're saying. Yeah, he can. I think a lot of us, like our points, kind of intersect. Like we're really talking about that subject matter. I think that's something that we all talked about. And R and B, people are talking about the state of it right now. But R and B is very vulnerable, right? Like it's emotional. Right. And when it starts becoming like too cool, like we think of hip hop. Yeah, there's like def- definitely different genres of hip hop or different types that t- yep. touch on different things. But the era of hip hop we're in right now, it's like a lot of flexing. It's kind of surface. It's okay, I'm cool, right? Because hip hop culture is popular culture right now. R&B right. though, like at its essence and at its core has always just been very raw, emotional, vulnerable. And a lot of the guys just aren't going there. You know what I mean? Like, they're not doing it. Like, the girls, though, Summer Walker, like, people like that, they're, like... Oh, oh they, they get to it. They get to it. Right, they get to it. And I don't <laughs> know what it, it is. Like, I don't even know if that's a bigger conversation of, like, how men see themselves and how they feel like they have to be right now. Like, just in the context of today, and that's a whole different conversation. But mm-hmm. I think we're missing that. And I think that's a huge part of there's a disconnect. I don't know. Look, it's a look, disconnect. It's... Where did the where did the romance go? I think that's 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 the thing. <laughs> it like, went to Afropop. Like, <laughs> yo, yo, I was gonna <laughs> hey, hey bro, I was gonna yo, I always say this joke, but like well not it's to myself. I'm like, yo, I don't yeah. think people realize like when you listen to Afro beats, 
And, and mm-hmm. a lot of these dudes, whether it's the Wiz Kids, the Burner Boys, the Oh My Lady, the, the, go go down Davido. the list, David, all of them, right? Yeah. You may or may not actually know what they're saying, yeah. like based on accent and dialect and all that other stuff. But like when you really get down to what they're talking about, they really romancing these women. They may still be a player, like these rappers personifying and so, but they really yeah. be they really be like awesome. Yo, I want to I want to come to your parents' house. I want to ra- lay the red carpet. Like yeah. they really are doing. That's the energy that they give off in these in most of these songs. That's kind of yeah, what's lacking in R and B. To be honest with you, listen to what Davido said. Listen uh-huh. to what Davido said. He said, "Money fall on you, banana <laughs> fall on you." Like that's yeah. romantic because I'm in love with you. Are you kidding? I mean, me? I never estimate either. Like how women view your music as well like mm-hmm. if women like it because guys like to impress girls right, right so right. women like it and they're feeling it and if you're singing to the ladies like in yeah. a way that's soft and seductive like i think it's cool to like have those types of songs but i made that comment about like even if the album did get sexual sometimes it was just so like you know it was mm-hmm. just so like I-, I don't even know the word for it aggressive like a little aggressive like it's just like like sometimes you want something that's a little soft a dream dream was one of those songs that was beautiful right dream was incredible because of that yeah because of it and it wasn't just like the production and like it was the lyricism too so i think that's neglected a lot and chris is like that suave boy you know like i understand his brand like i get it right right but Um, i think the romance that's a part of that is lacking in the vulnerability so, but well, you know, the thing is, I think, which, you know, you guys make great points. I think right now, all the R&B singers, so-called R&B singers, mm-hmm. they have the approach of a background singer, right? Oh. Like Ty Dolla Sign in the 90s is oh. just a background singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. would add to a Mace song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, every, every major label. Or major like crew, like Cash mm-hmm. Money, No Limit, Bad Boy. They had their little background singer, Jay-Z, Rel. Mm-hmm. Remember Rel? Right, right. Jay-Z had Rel. Uh, no Limit had Moby Dick, uh, Pauls. Uh, <laughs> and then um, Cash Money. Cash Money had all them random singers, remember? So <laughs> I think that's the approach that yeah. these R&B singers, maybe some of them started in the background, like Jeremiah. Jeremiah does a lot of background work. But I think what it is is R&B male singers have to be more intentional Mm -hmm. with realizing who their fan base is. It seems like they're making R&B songs for men, for us. Like, we don't don't need the R&B song. (laughs) It's like they're telling us, yo, I got the girl and I'm doing this. Yeah, that's if you're talking to your guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be more intentional about catering to the women. Right. And so I agree with that. I agree with that. I think I, I do think that uh for example, and then I do think we should move to the next topic. Like somebody like Trey Songs, he always did a good job at that. Like he always he always kind of did a good job at like staying authentic to and, and maybe you could argue he's he kind of strayed away from it, but like he didn't go too far, right? He started out with his debut, just gotta make it super vulnerable emotional then he kind of kept the r&b spirit where he he talked about that romance aspect throughout throughout his music now he did go pop remember bottoms up bottoms up like i get it that all that happened and there's nothing wrong with that but it's like i did think he did a good job at like keeping the essence of r&b 
there while still attracting the women who ultimately are the ones that I think he's speaking to in the music. Let's just keep it about like let me. That's what we're talking to. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But Trey Songz turned out to be a weirdo. <laughs> Listen, yeah. uh, if those reports are uh, if those reports are true, <laughs> hey my god, really think them, so I think they might be true. But yeah, that is. So, I mean, look, allegedly, you know, allegedly, man, look, yeah, weird. If they're true, get them out of here, man. We don't get need that type of RB. Don't bring that <laughs> type of RB. Back. <laughs> Next topic. Will dance slash house music become a trend in 2022? Uh, as you guys know, Drake came out with a, an album which I thought had a fire title. Honestly, never mind. Oh, that's so gangster. Mm, fire. And I thought it was gangster. It was honestly yeah. never mind. And I'm like, yo, oh, we about to have all these hard ass hip hop joints, maybe some drill, maybe Bro. some. Yeah. Bro, every you- single song is going to feature 21 Savage and, you know, all that. <laughs> Did you see He's the tra- mad. Did you see the track list before yeah. it dropped? I was like, "Oh my god, this is text hard." Go, text go yeah. green. Oh my text god, text go. Oh, He's about to oh. give it up. He's about to destroy Android users. But then, <laughs> <laughs> then I press play, and I was like, "Yo, what? What is this? Oh, yeah, why did you leave me?" What did I just listen? I. I I, I thought I pressed play on the wrong album. I thought I pressed play on like, honestly, never mind the skill skill Rex version or something yeah. like that. <laughs> but what? then, you know, Drake actually came out and said on Twitter, he said, "Y'all not gonna get it right now." But in a in a, yeah. in a I'm paraphrasing, y'all not gonna understand it right now. But down the line, you'll see what I was trying to do with it. Then, yeah. approximately about two weeks later, Beyonce dropped. Uh, break break my soul and now it seems like we are in a dance era mm-hmm. first and I, I foremost do you guys like this dance the, 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 the potential of this dance era coming I do I love it look I'm gonna be honest with you I don't know how y'all didn't see this coming the dance dance revolution game has been in existence <laughs> globally <laughs> For over ten years now, it's a bigger play. Drake, he made he made the album for those games, man. See, yeah. he made it. He made it for the kids. Nah, but we need a Drake to make it for Parappa the Rapper. Remember that game? <laughs> Parappa, <see>? <laughs> <laughs> That's going back. We need That's going Parappa back. the Rapper. So, <laughs> yeah, nah, that might be a little bit like before ninety eight. Your time, maybe. <laughs> So I wasn't there. Oh yeah, yeah. No it was way. like ninety-eight. Ooh, you remember that game? Uh, I do. Why, why, why? X, 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 Y, Y, X. Okay, anyway. Uh, sorry. Yeah, all, all stuff. <laughs> no, but look, I look, man. At the end of the day, I, I do feel like uh, number one, if there's one person to be able to like take the direction of uh, music, especially in America, to a different direction, it's Drake. You know, it, it's it, he's at the forefront, and and I will say this about the the album. Number one, we I, look. I'm sure Drake saw everything people were saying. I saw everything people were saying. I hadn't even listened to the album, and people were saying it was garbage. So I was yeah. like, no, I really got to go listen to this. <laughs> I checked it out, and I'm like, this is not what I expected, but it's decent. It's decent. Yeah. I think that I think that what it is is people's expectation of Drake is one way 
It's that he's going to deliver. He's going to croon over these soft beats occasionally. You know, he doesn't have the best voice, but his melodies are typically there. We we rock with him. But we also like when Drake gets into his rapping bag, whether it's he's a, he's 9 a.m. somewhere around the world or he's giving you uh, just the swag bars that he typically gives us over the years. I think people have gotten used to that Drake and, and people have gotten comfortable with that Drake. So when that happens, that's all we expect. But at the, But with that being said, we forget that Drake has given us other vibes over the years. If you yeah. guys remember more life back in 2017, yeah. I believe, I mean, he has songs like passion fruit, right? There yeah. were songs that were a little bit more globally themed and more international yeah. sounding, right? Yeah. People yeah, act like was- this came out of the blue. It, it didn't. Now, did you, did we get a new, a whole album no. that came out of the blue? Of course we didn't expect that, but at the at the end of the day, man, I I think that this album is for the vibes. Like you, you really have to. the The setting of music is so important. It's yeah. so important. Oh, yes, I was gonna it's say so that. important. I'm t- I, that's how I feel about it. You, yes, I think it's the setting, and I think it's a commentary yes. how music listeners are nowadays. You go to the club. I don't know if you noticed this, but everybody's just popping bottles and sitting on their ass because they want to look cool. Nobody wants to dance for real. And like, and I'm talking about dancing, right? I'm not talking about like, you know, people don't want to dance. And Cardi B said something about this. Like she's trying to make music for the club, right? Because uh, a lot of everything is very moody and it's this and it's that and everybody's doing Mm -hmm. this. I think it's about the setting. Like, of course, if you're laying in bed at 2 a.m. listening to this Drake album, you know, are you really going to be feeling the vibes? Maybe it's not. not. Gonna it's not going to hit. It's not going to hit. But if you're in a club and you're coming out to dance, it's going to hit. Not even So it's that. about the singing. I, I, I think it, give me, it's give me, about Give me some sunshine. Go outside sunshine. for a change, yeah, guys. Yeah. Let the sun go hit you in the face and right. go hear that song. And you're by, any, you're by water or trees. I guarantee you the music sounds differently. A hundred percent. I can't. I, uh... I, I just think that it, people it, just, it just reminds me of like cocaine bathrooms. <laughs> what the song or the album? The album just reminds me of cocaine bathrooms. I don't know, if, like, like <laughs> people what is, doing what, a line what is, in a bathroom. A like, I don't know. Ba- oh, got it. You know how like I'm you like, know people like, doing a lot like. I don't know. I've never done cocaine a day in my life. I've never been in a bathroom with people doing cocaine. <laughs> but what people say about it, where it's like they they dance all night. They're not like people. I mean, those kind of people that do cocaine and stuff. They're not dancing to like hip hop music. They're dancing to that like high energy, yeah, yeah. house music. Yeah, that's what they kind of reminded me of. So, but yeah, and I, I, but I'll say this though, man. Like that, while that can remind you of cocaine music, which when you kind of said that, (laughs) it made me think of Yo Gotti because he says that a lot. But anyway. Yo, I think that is an insult to the genre. To be honest with you, is that like it's an you're minimizing the actual musicality of it? I think, in my opinion, because there's a lot of people who are just naturally not fans of that style, that genre. Right? It's the same way people. There's some people out there who don't like hip hop, and who are like they may not appreciate what the artist like Kendrick Lamar is trying to do. Right. So there is some craftsmanship in that genre, oh, of course, of that course. I think yeah. needs to be highlighted. But like, there's uh, this. Yo, 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 yo. 
Let's take a quick break from the show. Here's this episode's paid promoter snippet. There's two sides to my brain and they full of different habits. The gunner side is there for when I feel like nothing matters. Fuck it, grab the bottle, then chuck it down to the bottom. Don't got a drinking problem. You bought the big one as a challenge. Like, fuck it. Hit the club about a thousand in your wallet. Walk up to the bar and pick a tab up like, hey, yo, I got it. When they overdo it, I'm acting stupid like, who's a dude that told you all to do it? That wasn't me, now y'all looking foolish. Cause I'm the truest when I'm back at the crib. I pop a little Lucy, yeah, you know we talking about shit. You know the kitty love the feeling of hopping behind the wheel and barely steering. But we drive his mother's car off a cliff, he might. Pull up with the tank on me. Walk up in and say the drinks on me. Yeah, the drinks on me. Sipping liquor so I just won't eat. Hope you guys enjoyed that snippet. If you are an artist looking for promotion or more exposure for your music, make sure you hit our email, illadvisedwiseguys at gmail.com. Now let's get back to the show. I don't know. There's something personally, there's something about somebody emotionally singing over like house beats. That yeah. just sounds, you know what I mean? Awkward. Yeah. Like, you could, yeah. like think about um. Yeah, I know what you Pharrell. mean. Pharrell. Pharrell dropped uh. Everybody yeah. doing lines in the bathroom. You see how frantic the song is, and like mm-hmm. Pharrell singing like pretty, you know, calmly. Yeah, yeah. Like there's something about that sound to me that just brings up wild party, cocaine. Yeah, um, vibes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's I weird. Can, yeah, what's up with, what's but... up with you and cocaine, bro? Like, you can pick another drug, you know. You, you do know that, like, I'm pretty what, sure people have other drugs other than cocaine. Listen, okay, <laughs> but mushrooms, I frog mushroom, back. What you want me to say? Molly. Yeah. No, I I think like, hmm. and maybe it's like Drake's version. You bring up bring up a good point about like the subject matter like what it makes sense because when Beyonce came out with Break My Soul hers was very like liberating and it was very like fun and it was empowering and I think maybe that made more of a match with what people think of with house you think of house Mm -hmm. music and you think of like the LGBTQ community right like that music like going to shows and like walking and their whole culture when it comes to that is in rooted in joy and empowerment when you see like that resurgence of, or I don't know the origins of that, of house music. I'm not going to lie. But when I link it to like social context and things like that, I think that makes the most sense. And I think that's really why I liked Beyonce's version a lot too, but there is an extensive history. There's a lot of artists who have been doing house music. So I say before it becomes super trendy, I think that, people should really try to also seek out some of those other artists, not just these mainstreams, because right. some people might feel like Drake's interpretation was a cheap interpretation. I've heard that yeah. too. You know what I mean? Like we've people heard, we've heard people say well. that about Drake doing Afro beats. Like, Oh, look at him. Exactly. He's like, appropriating like, Afro beats. It's cheesy. We've yeah. heard people say all types of and, 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 can, like, and a lot of that, they may not be lying too, but go ahead. They, they may no, have I was a good point. Say, maybe before people fully judge it, like if you're interested in it to an extent, like try to take your time to like seek out right. what people are doing in the community because some people feel like it is a cheap version. And some people felt that way about Beyonce's too. Like it's not just a Drake thing, but 
I think that it's bringing back like that fun. And again, I'm a dancer, so I love dancing when I go out. So I love it. I like it. And I also listen to a lot of different kinds of music. You'd be lying. A lot of these people who say they don't like it literally just listen to the same thing day in, there day out. Mm-hmm. That's, There's no that's where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to get it. Like they're just not because all they listen to is the same old, same old. So I think it's exciting to see what's going to happen. Do I think it's going to be a trend? I think so because of the people who started to 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 usher in the sound again, like on a mainstream level. Drake and Beyonce are just naturally influential, so I think naturally people are going to do it. I got I got I got to also say this, man. Because uh, Q, real quick, uh, just the fact that um, we're on Drake, we're talking about him. Let's not let's not forget that Drake you know again he's done different sounds like throughout his career yeah he also has collaborated with artists globally and kind of brought those sounds into this country like I give you an example like Wizkid was popping for years around the world globally around the world he is he was an icon already in west africa africa as a whole before collaborating with drake on come closer we forget that was like what 2015 2016 that there's no coincidence that at that time that was when the 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 afro beats wave started making its way into america full steam like yeah when Drake got involved. So let's not like underestimate Drake's even ability to like usher in new sounds into the landscape of like American culture, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's remember Drake is also Canadian. Let's remember remember that as well. That should never, that should never be forgotten. (laughs) So this ain't our problem. This is, well, I guess, how it's NATO. Can- it's Bro, NATO's do- problem. Yo, anybody ever ask how do Canadians feel about this? <laughs> right. We don't even talk about them in this conversation. It's like Drake is one of yours. What does man from uh man's man's and them from Toronto feel about Drake <laughs> getting all right. this American love? What do they feel? Uh, but yeah. you know, to kind of answer directly answer my own question i guess uh, how do you how do i feel yeah we got to remember that you know trends also come with the good and the bad so for every beyonce you know who knows uh lil yachty might start experimenting with dance. <laughs> you know what i mean dead, dead ass like for instance uh remember uh t-pain had autotune and yeah. t-pain was one of the first people t-pain was one of the first people to do autotune since uh the computer love. Remember computer love? Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Roger, Roger, oh, God, Roger Troutman, yeah. I want to say his name is. Roger Troutman. Yeah, Roger Troutman, right? So T-Pain reintroduced autotune to the world. Mm-hmm. After T-Pain, remember there was Ron Browse? Then there was Kanye. Oh, my God. Then the Kanye started messing with it. Then uh, then uh, everybody. Started using auto tune. Pop champagne. So, you know, we pop champagne. Remember, Robert, uh, and it, you know, so auto tune went away. Jay Z killed it. Jay, Jay, uh, all we need is Jay Z to kill it again and then it'll stop, right? Jay Z. <laughs> uh, you know, dance music. Y'all can do the dance music. I'm in LA with a better <laughs> bottle. Like, you know, Jay Z gonna kill it. But 
Yeah. Dance is also going to come with those people trying to experiment. So you might see Lil Uzi Vert trying to do dance. So I'm scared from Ooh. that sense. Hmm. What kind of music is going to come out of it? Beyonce is going to do it because there's a word that I know Uch is probably tired of me using. It's called mm-hmm. tasteful. Mm. I don't have a problem with you being anything unless you do it tastefully. Mm-hmm. I thought the way Beyonce did it was tastefully. Mm-hmm. The way that Lizzo does, you know, because Lizzo has some kind of like up-tempo dance music on her album. Oh, okay. She does it tastefully. I cannot say Drake did dance music tastefully on that album. You know what I mean? It kind of seemed gimmicky. It kind of seemed a little rushed. Mm-hmm. People have said that tasteful. You know, you know, I see the reason why I don't like the word tasteful is because who judges the taste of something, right? But but that's a side point. The better <laughs> word I feel like is does it sound organic? Meaning, when you hear it, does it sound like that person fit on the song and you don't think to yourself, why is this person doing this? When you you don't ask those questions, then I think they did it in your words tastefully or it was organically done. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, so if if that's what you mean by tasteful, I 100% agree with you. Like, if you're saying something else, then I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, essentially, if it it feels right, if it sounds right, because like I said, now that they've done it, oh, best believe in the next couple of months, there's going to be other people that are going to try to emulate that sound. Oh, it's coming. And I guarantee you it's not going to be done tastefully. Like, yeah. you might hear Chief Keith try it. <laughs> bang, bang. Like, bang, 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 Like, something crazy. Brother, if I hear, if I hear, this is when I don't know it's gone too far. No, seriously. I mean this respectfully. If you start hearing these street rappers rapping over dance beats like Moneybag Yo, <laughs> Black Youngster, um, J- yeah, ESTG. No. If I start hearing them do it, I know this thing is on its way around the world Like at that you point. Like, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying they'll do a great job at it, but I'm saying that's how you know Drake's yeah. impact is really next level. Yeah. And it's going to happen. It it's will. It's going to happen. It will. I, saw, I heard 21 Savage on a dance track the other day, so it's going to happen. I could Absolutely. see Lil Uzi doing it too. Absolutely. You just mentioned him. I could see him trying to do it. I can so, see. I can see too. Uzi doing a good job at it too. Not Lil a bad. Yachty I can see him doing a song. really good job. Yeah, Lil Yachty has a song with I think it's Tame Impala, um, and it's called like "Breathe a Little Deeper." You guys should listen to it. That has like a different, like psychedelic feel to it. That's kind of cool. It actually sounded kind of good. Mm-hmm. So check that out. But. We might be surprised, but I think that we will see. I don't know if it's going to be, like, super trendy because I think House is a very, like, tough one to, like, hit it on the head, though. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's tough, especially not knowing, like, the components of really what goes into House or, like, historically. Like, it's a very, like, specific or different kind of genre. I feel like you should study it or, like, like, know what you're doing. I know. Absolutely. You know? Which is that's and where I think we're getting into like, the tastefulness, like you guys mentioned. So yep, yeah, it's hard for me to even really speak on it without knowing the real history. That's why you know I joke, but I'm being I'm, I'm half joked. I'm being dead serious. Like I really don't know the difference between house EDM dubstep. You know, like, can yeah. someone explain this to techno? I need I, I need a full blown masterclass. Somebody to break this down for me once and for all. I do too. You know what the problem is. Like a driving beat or something that makes it very similar. I don't know. Right, right. 
You know what the problem is here? This is this is the main reason I'm scared. Uh oh. Like, you know, when somebody tries to, you know, take hip hop or, mm-hmm. you know, make a hip hop song that and they're not a hip hop artist. Yeah. You have an artist to point to and say, This is real hip hop right here. If you like them doing a hip hop, you should listen to Jay Z or something. If somebody <laughs> tries to do R B, here's a real R and B artist, et cetera, et cetera. What what's house? I feel like house is the gatekeepers of house are, are computers. Like <laughs> you, know you got like a computer. Like do you know I feel like yeah. MacBook Air is so, <laughs> a so real hip hop. Is the real house artist. Yeah, yeah. So this is so this is why that's dangerous, that's right? Funny. Because that do you don't understand how disrespectful that comment is to the yeah. creator of house music? Right, 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 right. They're like, they whoa, whoa, whoa. Who follows it, they like, yo. Yeah. See, this is what they don't respect the culture. Hey, they don't respect. The, I'm, I'm yeah. speaking the uh, ill-advised wise guys, right? I mean, I'm speaking. That's that's really when it comes to my mind because a good chunk of the times when I listen to house music, which is in a club or something, yeah, you don't really hear the artist, right? You just hear the beat. And for me, when I just hear an instrumental, sometimes I just associate it to a computer. Like a machine, <laughs> like a, you know, like, like all day. Elements, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not thinking of the artist. Yeah. I got you. And actually, now that I think about it, I did take some, like, house dance classes. I told you guys. I don't ask. I just find myself in a situation. <laughs> but this was, like, four or five years ago. And it's, like, a thing. You know, like, there's a certain way you can dance to house music. And, like, I do think that house music is a black genre of music, if I am correct. Um, and then there's the difference between EDM and techno, and I don't know the origins of those, Facts. but that could be a fundamental difference in how it goes. But again, like you said, like you think of a computer, it's like house is very distinct. It's different. Like you don't really know how to describe it or put it in like a package, but I do think it's important for people to like, if you're going to make the music, like try to like listen to house music, like listen to like what makes a house song. I think Beyonce was using some people who are heavy in the the house scene as well in her song, which oh, yeah. was 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 good, right? Because people from the community are like, "Thank you." And I know Azalea Banks, whatever the heck she was upset about, she had mm-hmm. an issue with Beyonce doing it. But when is she not upset? She's but I'm not saying it's I mean, not black and yeah, white. Yeah. It's, it's never a black and white issue. It's not to say like Beyonce did it perfect or whatever, or whatever, like. Art is subjective. Everyone's going to have their opinions. But I think if people do it organically or tastefully, whichever word you want to use, I think it's just paying respect. Like we say with hip hop, if you are an outsider and you're coming in, it's appreciative that you kind of like know what's Mm -hmm. going on in the history. Mm -hmm. And to an extent, right? I mean, music Mm -hmm. is but there's a... That's actually a good segue potentially mm-hmm. to the next topic the but next I, to, topic, real yeah. quick real quick i do i'll be remiss to say like i don't know if house is a black genre but i do know it's it's been ingratiated into the new jersey scene the the baltimore mm-hmm. scene for years like i know people who know that like actual culture and genre they speak on it very highly but yeah 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 we we all should do our own research and get more of an understanding because i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure you shouldn't think of computers when you hear house that's all i <laughs> think about it I'm saying. it's called techno what's techno technology yeah. edm is probably an electronic device management or something i don't know <laughs> electronic dance music that's what house music. oh electronic dance music EDM. Yep. thank you 
you electronic go. dance music. So it's like everything has to do with computers. And house like you, like, you. What is house? House meter? House. What, what, what is house? I'm not sure because when I took a class, I think they started. They explained some of it, and I think it started with like house parties or something. Like I could at least. Oh, bro, that makes bro, sense. Is, are you that kidding me? No, but that like, makes sense. Parties, like I think that's where it comes from, and I do think that it was created like a lot of genres by black people. But I, I need to do my research because I'm very interested in it. But I think let's, that's what. Let, let's all do our homework on that. I mean, yeah. as, a, as, a, as, a, as a specifically you, you know, I, you, can no, you report no. back to us, man? Here's, here's what I'm going to say. You've been the most ill-advised on this topic. You mean the most, ig- just say it, just the most ignorant. Look, I- look, look, look. Hey, cocaine. I'm going to say <laughs> the first time I'll be real with you. I'll be real <laughs> That's funny. Cocaine. I'll be real boy. with you. Yeah, what's up? I'll be real with you. Yeah. The <laughs> first time I heard house music, this is probably b- before Cameron's time. Okay. The first time I heard house music, remember uh, in Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, there was actually a section where you can play the music yes. that was playing during the video games. Remember yep, that? Yep. You could change the So it'll be like the sound effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Majority of it sounded like house music today. Mm. Am I right? Oot. You well, know what look, I'm talking about. Well, look, well, but you know what's what's funny. Think about uh, like the music they played during Sonic the Hedgehog. Right. You're 100 percent right. Like, think about how many beats you've heard over the last five to ten years that make you think of video games. Yeah. Like they have a video game sound effect. It, it, and so, to your point, yes, that's been going on for a while now. That's exactly. Been going on for a while now. So don't be surprised if oh Drake's new song. Drake featuring Super Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, Drake. Subgenres too. Subgenres. Imagine, <laughs> imagine the beat being made That's on uh, Super Nintendo. <laughs> PlayStation. <laughs> Drake featuring PlayStation 5. In yeah, my Drake feelings. That sounds like that low key. Like sometimes I listen to Lil Uzi's music and I feel like I'm in a video game. You know? Yeah. Like, you know I'm telling you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I could see that for sure. And there's subgenres, like every genre, I'm sure. I don't know them, but there's definitely different types. So I we got to do our research because I know somebody's going to be sitting at home like I know oh somebody's going to. I started it. Let me get the backlash. <laughs> I started it. You Super did. Nintendo. Super Nintendo drops a disc record on the ill-advised wise guys. There you go. <laughs> right, right, right. Yo, hey. With that being said, man. Hey, let's let's move on to the next topic and the last oh. topic. This has been a really dope episode. Um, appreciate you for joining, Cameron. Thank you. Um, yeah, for sure. So, does hip hop get a pass for appropriating other cultures? Um, you know, more recently, I mean, there's there's so many examples to kind of pull from, but I guess we'll just use the more recent one that Q and I have been discussing, which is Tyga's new song called "Ay Caramba," right? Yeah, you gotta come on. You gotta you gotta say it like that because if you don't, it would be considered a it would be disrespectful. You can't just say I caramba. Come on, like so. (laughs) You gotta roll your R's. You gotta roll your R's. So with that being said, the video, the music video, uh, showed a lot of what I would call uh, stereotypical sort of uh, Hispanic imagery, right? That some may seem as uh, disrespectful, insensitive, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. Um, you know that that's probably the more recent example, but I but I think that the the ultimate question is, you know, does do rappers do do people within our within the overall hip hop landscape get away with 
pulling that type of stuff off. Could that exist outside of hip hop? The, the actual genre. For example, if Tyga was a pop singer, could he get that off and not get ridiculed by the mainstream media, the the E! News, the nightly yeah. news and NBC and CNN? Could that happen? Or, you know, you know um, and, and so go, go for it. Go, no, no, no. Go for it. Um, so here's the thing. If you guys look at like early 2000s music and like from white artists, for example, I don't know, like Gwen Stefani went through her like little cultural appropriation phase. <laughs> And that's not really talked about. Yeah, like, and I don't think anybody really, like, batted an eyelash at that point. I think it's crazy because, and this is, okay. But black people, right, a lot of our culture gets stolen. A lot, right? And I don't think it's fair to do, like, a tit for tat. Like, you do it to me so I can do it to you. But I think people are very, like, tough sometimes on black people when they do it as well. Like, other cultures will be like, how dare you? And it's like, but you guys have been like biting off what we have done since Mm -hmm. forever. However, with that all being said, fundamentally, no, I don't think that it's, it's, it's cool to do that. Right. Because we have a rich culture of our own. Like, let's not make a mockery. One thing, one person who did a great example, you know, that song that's like, uno, dos, no, tres, she at that though. Hey, you know, what's his name? But I feel like he did, like, a decent job. Like, I watched the music video, and he had his little, like, you know, cowboy hat on. It didn't feel like he was crossing this weird territory, right? I think black people should be allowed to do certain things, right? Because we all, like, the diaspora, there's black Latinos, you know? There's black people who speak Spanish. There's black people who are a part of that community. But when you start getting into certain stereotypes that are kind of offensive and borderline like a mockery, I don't think it's fair, even if it's in hip-hop. I don't think it's cool, but that's just me. Mm, that's hey, that's, look, I love that. I like yeah. the hard stance. I like that's the hard stance. Me. Q, what do you th- what do you think? I mean, you you agree well, or you disagree or what? How you feel? A hundred percent. I mean, I think once it goes it goes back to that tasteful, you know, mm-hmm. word that I like to use. If you do it tastefully, um, and if you incorporate, yeah, yeah, yeah authentically incorporate the culture. Like for instance, um, Drake, right? Drake had a song where he was speaking in full Spanish, but he had bad bunny to back him up, you know? So it's like, you didn't just randomly say, Hey, I woke up this morning and I feel like appropriating the culture today. Uh, Any, many, miny, mo. Um, so I think that's where Tyga really fumbled the ball where Mm -hmm. he just kind of, it just seemed like he just woke up. And just uh, decided yeah. to appropriate the Mexican culture. Um, you know what I mean? Because yeah. this, 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 we actually created this topic because I got some backlash. Um, I think I got, I may have gotten canceled. Uh, <laughs> so somebody called me out on my site because I, I posted the song. I didn't really touch on the appropriation part, but it was somebody from like the Latin community that really goes hard for their community. And he said that pretty much, you know, that that video was egregious to them, like to the Latin community. It was a stereotype. And like anybody who's promoting it or anybody who talks about it doesn't really cover that topic, um, you know, didn't do their due diligence, you know. So mm-hmm. I think it's pretty dope, his his approach. I thought he, he kind of misunderstood me a little bit, but, you know, yeah. no here nor there. But you know what's funny? Um I got into a long conversation with wifey and um, we were talking about uh, black. There's a, there's a, there's a restaurant in DC where a black person 
is making Chinese food. Oh boy. And he kind of blackified it, right? (laughs) And I I was telling her, I said, yo, you know, I don't know if I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, but they appropriate our food all the time too. Like, do you know how much food, you know, we make that like, but you know, the thing about the black culture is some of the things that we are, we've created are so ingrained in American culture, mm-hmm. we don't even tie it to a certain race anymore. Yeah. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, we don't tie it. It's just a part of who we are. Yeah. You know, like tacos. Tacos is just a part of the American culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in this case, I think Tiger, there, there was a thin line. Like, it, okay, like, you know, maybe you dancing, maybe you stay in some Spanish, you know, words here and there. I think that's cool. But then when you start to like do those little stereotypes, like, oh, you know, whatever stereotype you want to associate that's because majority of the time, the one thing I know I'm yapping, but the one thing that always bothers me about races is that I feel like white people are the only ones that don't have negative stereotypes. Mm. Like when somebody says you're talking white, you know what that means? You're talking well-mannered. Your grammar is good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, you're that was very white of you. You're you know, it's not always negative stereotypes. For the for Hispanic people, it's negative. It's like you guys are, you know, whatever, you know all the negative stereotypes they get. Yeah. Asian people is negative. It's like you guys always doing this, you know, whatever. Black people is always negative. So <laughs> as long as it's not the negative stereotypes. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I I'm not gonna say I'm okay with it, but to an extent, might get a pass. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, because no, there's a there's it. a thin line between paying homage yeah. and appropriate. Actually, okay. I think, oh, I'm sorry. You go. You go. You go. No, no, no. Oh, no. Go ahead. Go. You can respond for sure. No, because I was just thinking of how I would feel, which I'm not even understanding. Why I'm trying to imagine it because it happens to us all the time. But I think if it's done, like, even if you're, like, to me, I'm like, don't you have your own culture, though, to, like, you know? Like, sometimes it's just, like, why even touch it? I, and some people don't get it. Like, if you don't have a culture, like, you don't you don't get what that feels like. Because I did a YouTube video where I was talking about appropriation, and people were coming for me. They were like, music doesn't belong to Black people. This doesn't belong to Black people. Right? But I'm like, you guys are a little misinformed as well. I... I I uh, I just feel like sometimes just messing with stereotypes, whether they're positive or negative. I think a lot of stereotypes, whether they're positive or negative, are harmful, right? Because like mm. Asians, when you're talking about some a good stereotype they have is they're smart. But for some yeah. people, and I've heard this from some Asians, yeah. and they're like, yeah. I don't fall into that mold, so it negatively impacts me. I think stereotypes in general mm-hmm. is something to like be very careful about, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. regardless, if you're not a part of that culture, it can be taken the wrong way. And it's all—it's almost kind of like, why are you in the conversation, right? Like yeah, you're not yeah. a part of this. So it's a fine line. I don't know. It, That's it's no, it really is. It, it, it's such, it's such a fun. I mean, you guys bring up good examples. Like I, I especially like the one about food because it's like, is there a license? Do you need to get like cert board certified to cook Chinese food? Like, and you're not Chinese. Like, is it somebody that's saying it's not okay, or is it the tastemakers, the one saying 
that's not cool because I fall into it too. I'm going to be quite honest with you. I, I, I tell this with my wife all the time. I say, yo, I'm a little wary when I pull up in a, uh, cause I like to eat. I'm sure you guys do too. You know, I eat a lot of different cuisines. You yeah. know, if I go to a sushi spot and I see a white dude preparing the sushi, like it's not that I'm going to think that the sushi's <laughs> not good. It's just, it's going to stand out. And I'm going to be like, I'm going to question it just for a second. Like, whoa, like what the hell? Like, what's he doing here? Like, yeah, wait, yeah. wait, why is, why is he cutting the joint? Like he kind of know what he's doing. Like, does he really know what he's doing? I'm going to ask so many questions. As opposed to if I just saw um, somebody who's Japanese or just Asian in general, which is a whole nother subject, doing yeah. the exact same task, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's a fine line. I think at the end of the day, you know, because I want to bring this back to music in, in a way, because um, I believe Tyga is mixed. He uh, is. He's mixed. I think he's like, he's like black... Asian, Vietnamese, he's like, he's, Asian. Yeah, he is, he's yeah. like Vietnam. Like he, so, and he also grew up in that whole LA kind of scene where yeah. we know the cultures are blended. Whether or not we actually understand mm-hmm. that or not, when you live across the globe, That's you know, you may not know his history, right? You may not know how he grew up. Maybe his best homie is of that. Maybe he understands everything about the Latin community that. You know, your average person wouldn't know. Now I'm saying, now does that give him the right to perpetuate negative stereotypes? No, of course not. But mm-hmm. does that mean that he didn't have people that were knowledgeable, maybe even including himself, being a part of the entire production? We don't know. That's these are the kind of questions that we kind of need to get down to the nitty gritty of. But I think at the end of the day, your average person is not a, they're not aware of any of these answers. They're not aware of any of these details. All they end up seeing is the end result. And they judge how they may. You know, it reminds me of when Post Malone first came out and uh, he had Too Young was popping. That song Too Young. White Iverson was popping, you know. And uh, Post Malone was knee deep into hip hop at that point. Whether or not we knew he was going to make a complete flip and kind of pivot in in an entire new direction musically you couldn't tell me at that time that post malone was not a rapper and he wasn't a a a a dude who was wearing braid i never even questioned i actually thought he was mixed i didn't even know he was white (laughs) yeah yeah i had even he had a song called white iverson i still didn't think he was white that's (laughs) i was like nah nah, he's probably mixed like nah Yeah, you like I'm not convinced. <laughs> and, and so, and so, the fact that it was so or, or organically and authentically done musically at the time, like I never questioned it. I never was like, "Damn, he's white," so like it don't sound good. No, it sounded great. He was killing everything he was doing, and it was a bit hurtful. I know mm-hmm. for me, and I know for a lot of people, when Post Malone kind of came out and just sort of denounced hip-hop and was like don't call me a rapper you know uh i'm not an artist i'm an artist like just dismissed it completely like he didn't just come up this entire time making hip-hop music i think we let a lot of artists get a pass with that type of stuff they they appropriate the culture they disregard it when they're done using it you know what i'm saying and we kind of need to stop letting people get away with that but at the same time how can you really stop it because yeah, at the end of the day, the music is for everybody, right? If mm-hmm. Eminem, if somebody stopped Eminem back in the day and said, yo, you can't make hip-hop music, you're white. Yeah. We would have never got Eminem. We would never got the talent. People, if, if he let the negative stereotypes 
or, or the negativity that came along with what was generally associated with black people stop him, we would have never got all of these albums and the inspiration that people look at Marshall Mathers and Eminem as. So this is a it's a it's a fine line, it's a touchy it subject, but I think at the end of the day, one of the I'm seeing a lot of parallels and in, in, in consistency consistent remarks of what we're talking about. Like Q, you're using the word tasteful. I'm saying authentic. You know, I, I don't know if you had a buzzword, Cameron, or not, but like they're all we're all kind of saying the same thing. Like when it's done right and you don't and you don't question the authenticity of it, we all let it slide. But the minute we question the authenticity of it and say, like Wait, why did they do that? Like they didn't do they they didn't cross their T's and dot their I's. I think that's when people start asking questions and they have a right to ask questions yeah. at the same time. Would you argue cuz I know we talk about like black music and stuff like that. Would you argue that we should we should definitely be gatekeeping a lot more because we are automatically met with music for everybody. Mm. Right? But when something happens to another community, they don't play, right? They like Look. Uh, get this guy out of here. If it's another black person, they're like, oh, we don't play about that. But with us, it's like we kind of get mad for a little bit, and then everybody tells us to get over it, yeah. and it's just music. I, but I, I don't know. It's a tricky. It's I'm a, a tricky situation. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. That might be a combo for another pod. Yeah, we might need to talk offline. Like I got so many thoughts on that. It's 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 really it's really annoying to me. I'll say yeah. how we our community doesn't. We don't have a united front. Mm-mm. We don't have a united front. We let people come through, take what they want, pillage, go off and about, and we and we watch them while it's happening. And we we don't we we just sit by and stop it. I'm oh, sorry, sit by and don't stop it. I mean, look yeah. at the whole Gucci uh, s- scandal that happened in the last couple of years with the whole clothing and black people got outraged for two seconds. We said we're going to stop buying Gucci. The people who can even afford it, and then guess what happened? Two days later. Hey man, <laughs> hey they lined well, up at the Gucci store like it didn't even matter. Right? Well, let it me didn't say, even matter. Let me say this. So, yeah, I, I think that it's it's the blessing and the curse of us as Black people, where Black people are welcoming. They don't care what you look like, what you sound like. If you are just honest, loyal, like these are such important words to the community: honest, loyal, authentic. You know, we're going to embrace you. Not every culture is like that. You know what I mean? You can be all that. You can cross all those. You can check all those boxes in other cultures and they still won't accept you. Like for country music, right? There's so many more boxes that they they require you before they're comfortable. And I still don't think they're fully comfortable with it. They don't don't want us in. It's almost like in, in basketball. Like people always say. Yo, Larry Bird was a bad dude. Like, yeah. he was just a basketball player to us because he was that good at yeah. basketball. Right. And that's kind of how we are. Mm-hmm. If you're just all what we need, loyal, honest, all that, we can embrace you. But, you know, I will say I do have a question for you guys. So at what point do you say, like, this is just the standard, right? Like, at what point? Do you say hip hop is just a standard genre? Mm. Like, at what point do we say fried chicken is just a standard food? Because, wow. you know, I do feel like us as black people, we get caught up in saying this is the black thing, right? Yeah. yeah but yeah. we're American too. America is just as much yeah. ours as it is everybody else's. You know so, 
fried chicken might just be an American food. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, well, well is it? Well, we is created it, it. But hold on, but hold on. Hip hop might just be an American let me, genre. Let me ask you though. Let me ask you though. I know you asked me a question, but I'm gonna throw yeah, it right I'm, back I'm at being you though. Somewhat I sarcastic. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I get it. And, and let's assume fried chicken. Let's stay on that point. Let's assume fried chicken is a American food. If that's the case, right? Then uh-huh. how can it be used in a derogatory manner towards black people and not it also be associated with other people within America? Yeah. So you get what I'm saying, like. We know that when people use when they might eat fried chicken, you must be black. When people say that, is it really an American food or is it? A, is it, a, is it a <laughs> I know, food? Yeah. but that's that's the thing because we all get caught up in you know the race thing. Yeah. But you know, yeah, tacos is a Mexican or Spanish or I don't know Latin food, right? But there's so many variations of tacos now. You. There's so many American companies making tacos, Asian yeah. companies. It's yep. now become an American food. Yeah. So, no. like, when you see a, do you think about it these days when you see a taco that's like a cordon blue taco? Do you yeah. think like, damn, they're appropriating Mexican culture? <laughs> you know what I mean? Nah, you're just like, that's a taco. Yeah, I. <sighs> when you eat spaghetti or pizza, you're just like, yeah. are they appropriating Italian culture? I think- you know, what you know I at think a certain point, we got to give ourselves credit as Americans. We do, but I think other, like, we know, like, we're all black people, mm-hmm. we're sitting here, and we know that a lot of our stuff is the standard, but people don't give it the respect, right? Facts. Like, if we said mm-hmm. that, I think people would be like, I, I, mm, I don't know, it's the way that black people, we have a very unique um, relationship with this country than any, you know, anybody else, and I know mm-hmm. that's facts. it's going to be a different conversation, but we recognize it, but like you said with Post Malone, like with the whole music thing, like why are you being disrespectful though? Like it's okay, move on in peace and silence. Miley Cyrus did the same thing. A lot of these artists do the same thing. And the reason why people like an Eminem or they like a certain thing is because a lot of times they stay in their place. You know what I mean? Like you stay in your place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's like a unique disrespect that happens to our culture. Thank and people you. know Ooh. it's popular. They know it's popular. But they won't say it. They won't give black people the credit and the recognition. And that's what we want. I think if they would say, hey, black people created this, but it is a part of American culture, we're going to respect it as a black creation, but we're going to adapt and adopt it into our culture in a way that's respectful. I think we'd be cool with that. But they don't do that. They don't do that. They, they, are so, they, 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 they will. They so will, quick to disrespect it. They will. Not only will they disrespect it, but they, will, they, will, never, um, they will never acknowledge the contribution they won't, they, won't, they won't even acknowledge it happened. They'd be like, they would just assume they won't. They'll, they'll. People will go out of their way to literally just make it seem like, oh, this is what we've always been doing. Yeah, like, I, 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 I got so many examples, Facts. man. Like, like Facts. whether it's the Kim Kardashian clan, you know, yeah. and and their their sort of influence into pop culture and how they kind of used, uh, in my personal opinion, a lot of black imagery and black style and mm-hmm. just i mean look at the people they date they've used mm-hmm. they've they've latched on to black people and i yeah. and, and listen if people want to date black people that are not black i'm okay with that like it's not a big deal but again it's the acknowledgement of the influence and how it was leveraged in order to create right what people end up creating so 
again, this is a deeper combo. We see it in every facet of our society. It's not yeah. just music. This is in fashion. Everything. It's in it's in music. It's Food. it's in politics. It's in, in it's in inventions. Yo, I just I just found out the other day that George Washington Carver, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm going I'm going left. Was black? <laughs> no, I knew he was yeah. black, sir. You know how people always try to say George Washington Carver created peanut butter. That's what they yeah. always say. Mm-hmm. Fam, do you know that this guy? <laughs> See, they try to limit and, and, and minimize the the yeah. the contribution. No, yeah. actually, what he did was he used peanuts to scientifically fuel various aspects of the agriculture, uh, uh, you know, um, technology that was there at the time. Um, you know, whether it's nutrition, like peanuts were used in so many different facets of the of society and humanity, yeah. but. Yeah. Everybody just says, "Oh, he created peanut butter." It's it's the minimization and the lack of like even knowledge. To to be honest with you, where people just don't even really understand who influences who and, and understand how black people have have contributed or contributed rather to like society. So, I think it's Cameron. You're right. It's the it's the yo. Just say just acknowledge the the contribution and move on. Like, how hard is it? How hard is it to do, man? We don't ask for that much. Like, like we really don't. Like, you know, it, acknowledge it. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, like, I don't mind certain people making certain kinds of music, but it's the acknowledgement. And I even think, like, with this Elvis Presley mo- movie that just came Ooh. out, he's a whole other person who, to me, I feel like he stole certain music and didn't give the credit. And you see that with a lot of black artists, you know, ushering these sounds in the, the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And it's frustrating. It's very frustrating because that had real life implications for them, especially at that time, right? Like, so mm-hmm. that's my issue. It's the acknowledgement. I think that's the main thing. Just give us, mm. give us the acknowledgement. Like, learn the history. And yeah, we can share to an extent, or you can be letting, but it's just a certain disrespect that makes it uneasy and unsettling to me. And that's where I'm mostly critical with people. It's yeah. just, do the research. Don't displace us from it. Don't erase us from mm. it like they always do with everything. And if you don't do that, we'll be good. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> well, that is until well then. Said. Please. Yeah. yeah, just don't displace us. That's all. Like I, I feel Love like it. that's the thing. But that's well, a whole other you, conversation, you, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We we can. There's so See many how different my sarcastic. I want to let you guys know I was being sarcastic <laughs> with my question. You started a no, whole you don't. But you right? think it's you think it's crack music? What are you talking about? <laughs> Yo. That one? No, I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> but He's like I was dead serious. No, no, that that was that was a really good. I think that's honestly. I feel like we can kind of end on that. To be honest with yeah. you, like I think that's a really good way to end the show. Uh, Cameron, this has been fun. Uh, yes, I hope the people kind of enjoyed the show and in the flow of things. You know, where can the people find you at, and what do you have they next going me, on? Yeah, so they can find me. My Instagram is at Cameron underscore Suzanne. My YouTube is Cameron Suzanne. So that's really what I go by. Um, please subscribe to my channel. I'm really consistent with my content, and I'd love to like branch out a lot more with podcasting. This was so much fun today. Next is just continuing to create, you know, I live life day by day because slash per the slash, right? Like I have so many things going on, Um, but if you follow my socials, 
I have links to everything, my writing, like link trees. So I'll make sure maybe we can put that in the bio or something. But yeah, guys, just tap in, please. So thank you guys for having me, though. This awesome. was so much. Fun. This was so awesome. Absolutely. You are you're amazing. I mean, great. Yep. We, you. Uh, you know what, Uch, we got to put the we got to get the bag together. Oh boy, got to get the bag. <laughs> the wise, wise guys and girls. I, I'm I'm sold. <laughs> no, this was so much fun. Like for real, you guys are awesome. Like great energy, great vibes. You guys have made me feel so comfortable. Like throughout this entire process. So definitely, you guys awesome. should be supporting. You guys are supporting the right people. If you're listening to this right now, continue to support because. You guys have an awesome platform, so yeah, Love awesome. Thank, thank you. you, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Yeah, on on, on that note, I think uh, it's time to end the show. With that being said, as always, if you are giving advice, just make sure it's ill. That's all I have. <laughs>